with me. Um, and so my first question to you is, um, as as the directors and producers, how did you first become aware of what um, John Moreno and the community in Toto Santos were doing? Like, how did you become aware of it and what made you decide to tell their story? We became aware of it before John Moreno became aware of it, I'll say that. Um, well, Sarah's looking, Sarah and I were looking for the next subject, and she knows she knows Toto Santos very well, so we got to talking with the fisherman one day when we went down to buy fish, and they were complaining about this new development that was uh, just beginning to break ground. And so we were there at the very beginning, and about five months, six months after we started filming was when John Moreno uh, joined joined the cause. Mm, okay. So my we I, we have a house in Toto Santos, so we've been going there. My husband's been going there for thirty five years. Okay. And um, so Lisa had come down to visit, and we just had heard. My husband saw the um, first building of the of the mega development, and he said, "That's it. We're leaving." And um, everybody said that the fishermen were fine with it, and Lisa and I just decided to go and ask them, <laughs> and they weren't. They were not fine. I would imagine that but, they wouldn't be because the the development was is the what they were planning was like this massive. Um, I almost I didn't want to say it was open, but it would have been a big, massive gated community right on the coastline, and that's like <laughs> crazy. Um, yes, crazy <laughs> and horrible and ugly. <laughs> yeah, and luckily not happening. <laughs> yeah, no, I visited the website and I saw they haven't posted anything since 2016. So um, for um, today's I, I they haven't posted anything since 2016. So I'm like, <laughs> I felt a little bit of joy and petty joy at that. Um, <laughs> um and yeah. So the story for three uh, for almost three years because it was from um 2015, right? Yeah, that's what, yes. Right, and any time during um, filming, when when where you thought that every that things weren't going to work out to the benefit of the community because the local government was, it seemed like the local government was stalling them and they weren't cooperating with them. It took the it was the fishermen who were doing all of the work, and also it was also the work of Bahasur TV, which is a social media company. Um, they were doing all the work, and it seemed like the government wasn't getting involved. So was there a time where during filming where you thought, okay, this isn't going to go the way we want? Well, I, I would say, first of all, the government was involved. They were involved on the wrong side. On the wrong side. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, government had, uh, the government had clearly taken a payoff and was not getting involved in listening to the fisherman's complaints because his ears had been plugged by the developers. Um, and yeah, there were, it was it was a long three years, and there were many times when the fishermen almost gave up. Um, uh, but it was not only the, um, the the beach development; it was the threat to the local water right. supply and and to the and to the quality of life there and to the town itself. And you know, there, there were low moments. You know, when John was arrested, nobody know, knew how how long that was going to last or what the outcome would be. Um, when we all got hit with those lawsuits, it was also there were a lot of threats. I was visited by immigration police three different times, um, and was part of the lawsuit. Um, they were tough. They were tough. 
Um, but I think that the spirit of, of resistance um, really never dimmed, even though, you know, there, there were a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. Um, Which. <laughs> yeah, because when you, when especially in such a small community where they all have to rely on each other, because um the population is I think around six thousand, and it's a small community, right? And like you have it's multi generational families that have been there for their whole life, and when you have a, a an outside force that comes in, like a a big um co- um company that tries that's buying up property and land and land rights. It it creates uh what I noticed in the while I was watching the film what I noticed is when these things happen in small communities like it turns like brother against brothers in a sense and like people who are friends and people who are part of the cooperative they turned against their own people and like you know it's all for the love of money of course but I I find it's it's such an interesting thing because while the coastline changes because of um the development and they're like creating problems with ecology and they, within the ecology of, of the community, like it also changes how the community interacts with each other as well. So there's a lot of ramifications when things like these happen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it, turned, it turned the um, families against families within the fishing community, but also within the wider community, there were people who thought amongst the gringos and the locals that... Um, this was going to be good for jobs because that's what they were being told. Mm-hmm. So it, it <clears throat> but it's classic. It's just the way these these developers operate. They divide, they divide and conquer. <laughs> um, except in this case, they didn't conquer. Yeah, I know. But they did it on. They do it on purpose. They do. Yeah, <clears throat> because um, because I'm from Barbados, right? So like. When back home, like we have a lot of uh, development that happens along like our east coast, our east coast and our south coast and the west coast, and there's many times where you have where we have big companies coming and they're developing right literally right on the coastline, and it's all about and and it always becomes an issue about land rights and heritage rights where people say we have a right to the Bajans are saying we have a right to this beach because this is our land we we this is where we grew up this is ours but you're coming in here you're trying to dictate what we can and can't do. And they do they do things like they block people local locals from using the beaches, and then they only want to keep it for their for their guests, and it's like that's not right. And then it, there's also oh, yeah. and then yeah. there's also problems with the ecology because it changes the coastline. It affects things like the coral reefs, and it affects um, it affects the economy too. Because if the fishermen can't fish, like they they it creates a, it creates like a, a ripple effect in the economy that a lot of people don't think about. And uh, the thing with the film with um, patrimonial it. It, it like this is I think this is like a really good case study of of something like this happening of what happens and like that you have it starts as one thing but it becomes something much more bigger. Yeah, yep. it's it's a it's a universal story. The sort of commercial imperialism and the fact yep. that it was that, that it was American company cloaked in this in this uh, cloaked in green, um, uh, holistic, uh, sustainable. But the fishermen saw right through it, yeah. and the right the right of local people to consult it and to have a, a voice in in these huge changes to their community, I think is essential. And um, without even knowing how to do it, the fishermen came came together. I mean, you saw the kind of straggly way that they organized their 
their their meetings were all slightly chaotic. You know, the the marches were spontaneous, and I mean, the and the the the, the slightly amateurish videos that they made. I mean, it, but it was also heartfelt, and they were all so angry that no one had asked them. Yeah, we're hoping that you know, show it in Barbados. We're hoping that <clears throat> this this will show people a sort of roadmap for how to fight back. Yeah, because you can do. I would love for this community organizing for a long time. I don't know. Yeah? I, I live hmm? in Canada. I live in Canada, and I'm living here for nine years. But I would love for this to be shown in Barbados because there's still issues that happen with um with hotels being built on the coastline, and like we we're having a massive problem back home with um with the car reefs being affected. Of course, a lot of it has to do with global warming, but the development along the coastline contributes to it as well because there's a lot of pollution and there is always like um, runoff with like um with things like the cement and stuff going into the water. So like there's all of these things that go around. I would love for this to be shown in Barbados because yeah, we could learn a lot from this. <laughs> um and and my my question to you, my next question to you is when you're doing a film like this where you have a big um, company or you have people like an American company who are throwing their weight and their money behind um, behind stopping the people from from doing what they need to do from the community from um, speaking out because they were being they were like slandering um, John in the papers and the and the community they were saying oh they had people that were saying oh we we agreed to this and the and the fishermen were like saying no we didn't but when you have a situation like that, and especially if it's an American company, did, did was there any time where you felt, you know, could this have like a bigger effect for us down the road as directors and as producers, as, as like affect your career? <laughs> uh, affect our career? Is that what you mean? Affect our lives. <laughs> and, and your lives and your careers as directors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Lisa was sued, so I think Lisa can address it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was part of that lawsuit. So at one point, I was facing nine years in prison and hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars in fines. Right. And I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get dramatic about it, but um, uh, uh, Mexico is one of the, the most dangerous places to be a journalist. Mm. And. Um, and they they were angry. They, they it was it's a multi billion dollar company, and a bunch of fishermen, you know, put their foot down and mobilized a town, and you know thwarted plans that had been in in in, in works for years, and they were angry. They were angry. But every opportunity they had to do the right thing, they didn't do it. Exactly. And that made that that only made people angrier. You know, when they didn't show up at the public meetings, uh, when they started construction after saying that they would take a, a two-week hiatus, um, uh, when rains washed out the roads and they didn't help to rebuild them, um, at, at every turn, they showed themselves to be bad neighbors. And um, so, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's on, but... Uh, you you can't really think about that as as you're shooting. Right. Um, And I I kind of pushed it out of my mind. In fact, the day when the arrest warrants came down, um, I was was running around filming people. Um, And uh, obviously didn't get arrested, but 
it, it was hairy. It, it was hairy at times. Right, and now that it's finished and the and the community has won and the fishermen have won, which I think is an amazing thing because like this does not have to happen very often. And it's and like every they they got back their um their heritage rights while they were their heritage rights were recognized by the federal court. And do you do you think that I'm sure this made the community stronger, right? Because they're like, this is what we can do. If when we get together, this is what can happen. And do you think that it may it will prevent other companies from trying to do the same thing and coming back in there? Or do you think that like have you seen any signs or any or any heard anything about a company trying to come back in there? Do you think that they finally won and they're like, Yeah, no, this is the most successful um occurrence of something like this happening because it's very rare that we have the as you would say, the 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 small the small people willing running against the big companies. I think no, that it's gonna keep coming, don't you, Lisa? <laughs> Yeah, but I, uh, there hasn't been uh, anything since, right? And um, small and, things. And, yeah, and people are hyper, hyper aware. And we have, we have a new government now in Mexico. And I say we because I'm a permanent resident there, and it's kind of. And and I think that this uh, and people are very, very um, excited and, and energized about. Uh, about defending the rights and having a government, a, a very, a, a very populist new president on their side, and I, that is that has helped energize people too. But um, I, I the, you know, the lawsuits are still uh, going through the courts, and sometimes in Mexico or in any country, these things take two or three years. So it may be that the the hotel gets torn down. There were huge high tides. About a month ago, and uh, uh, part of the hotel had to be evacuated because <laughs> the, the waves were coming into the, you know, the, the five hundred dollar a night room. Wow. Um, so maybe, maybe Mother Nature will have her revenge. Yeah, we we have a feeling that Mother Nature will eventually <laughs> take the hotel out. Pretty and arrogant. Well, there's a saying that we have in Barbados where we say the the sea odds reclaims her land, so you never know. Um, <laughs> And as, and so as, as we're wrapping up, my my last question to you is: What message do you want audiences to receive from watching Ad Patrimonio? Like, what is the overall? Yeah, what is the message that you want people to get out of it? Well, I would say that people have power. Mm-hmm. People have power that they don't know that they have, and and these fishermen, the fishermen were a very small part of the community, and they're very isolated and and very clannish. And uh, the fact that they were the ones that that led this uh, this, this whole resistance is really astonishing. And um, it, 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 people have a, have a voice if if they raise it. And uh, screenings in Mexico is it's very inspiring. You don't you don't have a lot of positive stories like this in Mexico, right. where where people where people say no. <laughs> And ask ask questions and request to see permits and and push back. It never happens, and that has given a lot of communities where we've shown it in Mexico wonderful hope for uh, for their own futures. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's, it's, it's about yeah, what you can do when you push back. And it's a good moment to have that message. <laughs> Here we are on um, election day in uh, America, and it's a good moment to, to realize that you can stand up and make a difference. Right, because um, like as you said in the in the synopsis, it says it's considered a David and Goliath story. And for me, in order for David to win against Goliath, he first has to pick up the stone, right? Like he may have the courage, but he actually has to put the courage into action, and that's exactly what um the community did. They took up their stone and they fought back. Oh, that's a beautiful. I I hadn't thought of it that way, but yes, you have to pick up the stone and put in your slingshot if you're going to be David. That's true. Perfect. Yeah, and it takes. It also takes. You know, the fishermen um, were the force behind it. But this was very scary for John, and he put an awful lot of work into this. Yeah. And um, it takes. You know, it takes. At, at a certain point, it has to go to the courts. Mhm. And it takes. It takes ethical lawyers. Exactly. With with some courage. So hopefully, it will encourage that kind of thinking as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, hopefully more people learn from John and from the others because I, I what I found really interesting was I think the I think the fact that he was a lawyer was like huge benefit because he he when they came up with they came with like excuses, he's like, No, this is the letter of the law, you gotta bring me proof and you gotta show me proof and he was able to like do things that they weren't that like the local fishermen, yes, they had their courage and they wanted to fight back, but they wouldn't have thought of and for instance, like the um, ecology impact um, report, it was like the first thing that should have been done when you have any kind of um, development like that being built, especially on that scale, right on the coastline, you should have an ecology impact um, report. I'm like, well, did no one do this? Did no one see how this was going to upset the coastline, the water, the land, nothing? So I. Well, well yeah, they, they, they did an environmental impact report, but it was kind of pasted from uh, reports of other parts uh, of Mexico. It was a complete fabrication. Yeah, it was. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and attempts to review that, um, you know, there was a lawsuit just about uh, uh, to review the environmental impact. Ah, so she. Yeah, uh, there was there's a lot that went on that is needless to say not in the film, and that that was one of them. That <laughs> their ridiculous environmental impact report. Yeah, <laughs> and the film really does show like a lot the I guess you could say the extent companies will go to to not only shut the people up but to like lie and how blatantly and easily they lie about getting what they want, but. Again, the the fishermen and um, they stood up and they and they um they spoke out and and also I found it was very interesting that social media played a very big part of it because they because um what was it Bauhaus um Sir TV they played a huge part in getting the word out to the broader um to 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 to, to the other people in Mexico and to other communities right so I, that definitely helps a lot. Absolutely right. And yeah, and the positive feedback that fishermen got from fishermen, you know, hundreds of miles away, completely blew their minds. And and uh, early on, that started happening. I mean, even before Baja Sur started posting videos, Sarah and I were putting little videos up. Right. And you know, when fishermen when fishermen in Cabo San Lucas or in Los Bariles or you know up and down the coast started sending positive messages back to the fishermen in Palos Santos. They, 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 they felt that they, they stood for that it was it was bigger than them, and that was a huge lift. 
And that enforcement loop just kept getting bigger and bigger. It was hugely important. Right. They have some Right. So I guess, and and so like for me, as I said, someone coming from the Caribbean, from Barbados, like a a I at the end when I when I when it when it was revealed that the that the fishermen won, I was like I I'm ha- so happy for them because I said I want to see more of this happening because we have a lot of um like we have we have problems like with global warming and this stuff and it does affect coastal communities and especially for Barbados to the small island we're only 166 square miles and I'm like. There's only so much land that we have to give, or not even to give, but it's being taken by developers, and it's all outside um, developers, right? They're people from Europe and especially from North America, and I'm like, we need to be able to stand up and be able to say, no, we, you can't do this. We're tired of like our land being taken up, or our what we call our ocean view is being taken up, right? So, um, so I thank you for doing the film for sure, and it, it meant a lot to me personally because of my uh, my heritage and my history. And I would love for it to be shown in Barbados. I don't know how I'll get it to do, but I'll see. I'll, maybe I'll maybe be able to find someone to show it. But um, but I, I, I <laughs> thank you for doing it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.